0: If you like Grant Fisher, I told him I'd give this shout-out, but he just came out with a new podcast called The Half-Step Pod. He's doing it with a former teammate of his, Connor Lane, and a really good listen, behind-the-scenes action of what it's like to be a professional. everyone and welcome back to another episode of the half step pod i am your co-host connor lane and across from me on streamyards my co-host grant fisher grant it's been a minute since we've done one of these
1: yeah yeah man we, we've been kind of on a little hiatus but um needed to to bring this thing back after what it's probably been a month since we've put anything out so uh that is not what we were trying to do take a month break but um i'm glad glad to be back you know
0: yeah, that, that's, that's the most important thing. Um, it has been a month. It's been a month of heavy training, I know, for you in preparation for the trials. It's been uh, in the heart of my spring quarter, but no one wants to hear about boring school stuff. Uh, the most important thing is that we've got something big coming up at the end of this week. Uh, we wanted to kind of do a little preview episode for you guys before we hit it. Grant, what you got going on?
1: <laughs> yeah, so we are recording. It is Monday, uh, what is today, the 20, 23rd? Yeah. Monday, the 23rd of May, uh, we've got, um, us championships on, on the track in the 10 K coming up this, uh, Friday. So, uh, flying out on Wednesday to Eugene, uh, get a little pre-meet going on Thursday and then uh, race is Friday night. So, um, exciting stuff. It's attached to uh, the pre-classic this year. So, um, should be surrounded by some, some pretty cool races and, uh, Yeah. The boys are getting excited. Um, we've been having some good training, so hopefully, uh, can put some together. That's, uh, you know, exciting on the track.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a really interesting dynamic. So you've got three teammates and yourself going down on the men's side, uh, yourself, Woody, both you guys made the 10 K team last year, Sean, and then also Lopez, um, Woody and Sean have the a standard as well as uh, several other people. I'm sure we'll talk about them in greater detail later, um, I guess the biggest kind of weird thing associated with this race is the timing of it. Uh, we've talked, I think, a lot in previous podcasts about the decision to move the 10K trials up. Um, I guess to, I mean, I, I honestly, I feel like you might have better insight in talking about why specifically USATF decided to do that. But also, like, what is your opinion on that? Because I, f- I feel like pre classic would have been a race that you're running at. Some of your teammates are running in the races the next day on Saturday uh, at pre classic like Thomas in the 1500, you probably would have also taken a crack at a 15 or a five. So what's your thought process with USA's moving up. I mean, obviously you can't change anything. You're just focused on your race, but like, what's the deal with all that? Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not involved in the USATF uh, voting Mm -hmm. process, but I believe a lot of the rationale to moving USA's, uh, the US 10 K to, to be separate from regular USA's was, um, one, the 10K just takes up a lot of time. Uh, if you, if you think about the men's and women's race, that's an hour of TV coverage, um, and a lot of it is, uh, cutaway to commercial. <laughs> so, um, I think part of what they wanted to do is have a standalone event. Um, originally this race was going to be, uh, a week ago or this past weekend at Mount SAC, um, but it ended up being moved up to the pre-classic and kind of attached to that event. Um. Yeah, a lot of other countries do it this way. Um, the UK does it this way with the 10K being completely separate. Um, Ethiopia does it this way. Um, so this isn't um, completely out of the blue, but um, I believe it was you know, to dedicate time to the 10K to give it more attention and then also not take away from TV time from uh, the main uh, USA meet. So kind of twofold. Um, I'd say... I've had mixed opinions on the the change, Um, you know, for anyone that is wanting to double at the US championship, 10K and 5K, this makes it significantly easier uh, because you're fresh for the 10K and then fresh for the five. Um, That being said, it doesn't mirror the world championship schedule. So perhaps you're not going to select the the best team to perform at the world championships because you're under different constraints with uh, recovery and stuff. Um, but great for me cause I'm planning on doubling. So, uh, not too many complaints. Um, yeah. I, I think it'll be fun. It, it changed the dynamic of the season a lot. We spoke about that, um, in, in previous episodes where you have to be pretty tuned up now in May. Um, and it kind of sandwiches the season a little bit, so can't really hit as many invites as you'd like kind of mid spring.
0: Yeah. And, and like we were saying, like, this is certainly one of them that you probably would have hit. It's the only diamond league meet in the States um, in pre classic. So, and you raced it last year, uh, in the two mile, obviously that was post. That was immediately after the Olympics. So a little bit of sadness, I guess, not getting a, getting a chance to to run pre as well. I mean, obviously this is, this is the choice. There's not even a decision about it. The trials are the second most important thing, but you know, you had, you had a decent race there last year. I mean, I thought really good, I guess, decent in the high, high standards that you (laughs) may hold yourself to. Um, yeah. So, Missing out on one opportunity, but of course, another door open with an opportunity to make the world team uh, for this year in the 10. It also, it, you know, one interesting thing is it is rough for college kids again as well. Last year, I think Mance, Connor Mance, who has the A standard and will be running the 10K uh, this weekend, he was still at BYU or just graduating and he led a lot of laps, I feel like, of that um, championship 10K that you came in second to Woody in and made the Olympics And uh, College teams have regionals this weekend you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I don't think that anyone's making that trip over to run the 10 instead. So that's another interesting caveat when you talk about team selection. Again, it's something that's completely out of your control. Um, and we're going to, we'll get more into the stuff that is in your control, like how your training has progressed and, and your your expectations for the race and all that stuff. But yeah, it's, it's interesting how it seems like a lot of these decisions have pros. And then there are also obviously cons and, and difficulties associated with making those transitions. It's just... I don't know if I don't know if we can I feel like we can find a way to please everyone but we keep <laughs> we, we we don't. We often find a hole in it. Obviously, though, a little bit fortuitous for you as someone who plans a double in the 10 to the 5.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it is rough on the college guys. Um I don't think any um at least on the men's side, I don't think anyone in college has a standard. Um
0: Does Abdi that would Kurt, be the only thing? Abdi
1: Hamid, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, it it's Like you said, there's pros and cons. Um, You get a standalone event where everyone gets to pay attention to the 10K, which is rare. And, you know, you're the the marquee thing that people are watching kind of. Um, But you switch up the schedule, you change the season. It might not line up with the NCAA cycle. Um, You know, it's just a little different. So um, pros and cons, I, I don't know, at least in recent memory, I don't remember the U.S. championships ever doing this. So it'd be a cool little experiment. Um, see how it goes. Maybe, uh, maybe it goes great. And this is how it is every year from now. Um, or maybe they decide to to bring it back to the standard, uh, you know, all, all events at, at one championship style thing. But um, we'll see. I mean, like you said, out of my control. Um, all, all I, I mean, my only decision to make was, okay, here's, here's the schedule. How are we going to optimize and um, how am I going to be best prepared for, for this race and future races that I care about? So, um, yeah, I, I think we're, we're pretty prepared. Um, but it'll be, uh, a new thing, you know, standalone 10 K it'll be fun.
0: Yeah. Under the, under the lights Friday night in Eugene, it's nice that it's a night race. That's definitely yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, last year, at the, last year we can recount the trials, but those races were warm uh it'll probably not be cold but it will at least be dark or dusk uh when this race goes off which i mean obviously especially out west that sun heat can certainly be like the bigger thing than even any humidity um although i, I know it's also a bit humid in Eugene this time of year um yeah going into this race you got 7 no we said 8 american men we were counting before we went on who have the a standard uh refresher for people who maybe haven't been following track for that long or don't understand all the granular level details associated with this the a standard is the time that you need to run to qualify for the world championships or the olympics uh, in a given year there's also a b standard which doubles as like a USA TF qualifying standard which can qualify you for the trials itself but in order to progress from the trials to the world championships or the olympics you need to hit the a standard Typically, before the trials race, there's a unique caveat that because this 10k is moved up before the rest of the trials, there actually is a little bit of time for someone to make the top three without the standard and go chase it. That said, I don't know how many 10k opportunities there are going to be in between this 10k um, and the rest of the trials. It doesn't necessarily make it just a race of eight people because anyone in the field can line up. And of course, there's winning a USA championship on the line as well. There's a lot of talented guys in this race. Do you even think about guys who have an A standard versus a B standard versus like nothing coming into a meet? I mean, obviously you, you know, your competition and you're probably judging your own race based on where they are, where the important people are. But is that something that you're aware of? Like if you're in a pack of five late on, are you thinking, Hey, there might be two with the standard and and I'm kind of safe if I stay on my feet or is this, I mean, especially with this caveat that you might be able to standard chase does that change anything just walk me through how that approach goes going to USA's
1: Um, yeah within the race I won't be thinking at all about who has the standard and who doesn't Um, like you said uh, even if someone doesn't have the standard uh, this weekend they do have the opportunity to chase it uh, if they finish in the top three Um, so I think it'd be kind of foolish to count spots uh, based on who currently has the standard because that can change in the future. Um, I mean, regardless, I, I think everyone's going into this race and thinking, you know, I, I want to make this team, um, personally, I want to win this race and there's, uh, it doesn't matter if someone has a standard or not, uh, I'm going to try to race them to the line. So, um, I wouldn't say it changes a bunch. Um, I think the more thinking and evaluating you're doing in the race, uh, that's not a good sign. Usually, um, that probably means you're hurting and trying to find a little way out, that's true. Um,
0: That's a great point.
1: So, um, yeah, I'm going to try to avoid thinking like that, but, um, you know, that is a factor in these, in these races. You do need standards and that's, you know, backtracking a little bit. That's why we raced a 10 K in March, um, to get a lot of guys standards and stuff. So, um, wanted to check that box in advance so that I wasn't in this race thinking, okay, I need the standard and I need to be top three. Um, you know it's a little too much to accomplish in one go so um wanted to get that done early
0: yeah and so just to go over the the eight guys who have the standard although this is obviously not like the limit of people who could either run the standard in the race or afterwards make team it's yourself it's your teammates woody sean uh we've also got ben true emmanuel Bohr, joe klecker who made the olympics last year shaddy sidrack kutcher and Connor Mance, who you know won NCA's and cross and led a lot of this race last year as well. A lot of those guys accomplished that at Sound Running, whether it was this year or even in twenty twenty one, which is another cool thing because I feel like it, I feel like it has seen domestically. There's been a couple of opportunities for people to hit this A standard um, if you pop off on the right day, and otherwise the the opportunities are a little bit more limited. But yeah, this is definitely definitely a caveat. I don't think that like the world rankings points or any of that really comes into the picture especially in like the domestic 10k, at least right now, the way it currently is structured, um, maybe for people besides yourself. So yeah, it'll be an interesting race. Uh, it'll be a fun one to watch and you've had quite a bit of time to build going into it now. You know, we haven't talked in a month. You also haven't raced in, in more than a month. Um, you've been grinding up at flag with the entire team, uh, all you guys in one house. And so tell me a little bit about what that's been like, the preparation for this race and any details on like workouts or, or what you've been doing to get into, sh- you know, not get into shape, I guess, but get into the shape you need to be, to be ready for on this Friday.
1: Yeah, man. Um, so like you said, yeah, I've only raced, um, twice this year. Um, so I haven't raced They've since They've been two decent races March. too. You definitely <laughs> like, definitely yeah. chose your moments. Uh, th- thanks for hyping me up. Um, but yeah, it, it's been some time since I've, um, been on a start line. So, um, at this point, all all of the guys on the team, like, we don't really need that, uh, race stimulus as much. I mean, we've raced so much that like, you know, what you need and you know, how to hype yourself up for a race and what to expect. So, um, I wouldn't say we need like a rust buster at this point. Um, but yeah. Uh, so after that last 10 K that was early March, um, we went back to Portland for about six weeks and, um, did a lot of, uh, base style training, um, in a previous conversation I had with you, I think we were recording it. I can't remember if we were just on the phone or we were recording it. Um, we kind of described it as like fall training, um, Mm. and thinking of the season as two seasons where kind of had that indoor season where we were chasing times, um, and then now a full new season where we're going to be chasing places and, um, slightly different, uh, focus and approach, but. Uh, the same kind of structure where you you hit a lot of strength work, a lot of hills, uh, a lot of tempos, fart licks, hard and long runs. And then as you get closer to these races, start to hit the track a bit harder, do some stuff at race pace, uh, you know, hard reps, hard 300s, hard 200s, um, you know, still hitting a little bit of that strength stuff. But the emphasis becomes uh, race pace and, and finishing races strong. So. Um, the general structure of, of our training has been like that. And, um, we've been at altitude for just over a month now. Um, so hopefully have, uh, that altitude boost, uh, a little extra red blood cells. So when we, when we pop down to Eugene at sea level, uh, you know, hopefully we can breathe a little easier cause it's tough up here. Those, um, those legal red blood yeah. cells everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Within the bounds of just living in a new location.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I know you mentioned we're in flag, we're actually in park city. Uh, we were in flagstaff in the, in the winter. Um, My bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, so we're in, in park city. Um, the house we're staying at is at at about 8,200 feet. Um, so we're pretty high up there. Um, we work out and run quite a bit lower in elevation, um, but kind of embodying the live high train low, uh, philosophy. So, um, yeah, it's been a, a good camp so far.
0: How's the weather been?
1: Oh, man. Um, it's been hit or miss. Uh, we got some snow like three days ago, lost power. I think like a power line went down. So we were out of power for a couple hours, but living on uh, the edge. Who knew? Yeah, you know, gonna happen yeah. That night? Yeah, real blue collar up here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, train has been going well and um, we haven't been uh, hindered by the weather at all. Um, you know, some days it's windy, but you know, you deal with it. Some days it's snowing, but you deal with it. And, um, when we drop down to Salt Lake city, which is where we usually go for our workouts, cause the tracks there are at more like 4,800 ish feet. Um, it's always sunny and warm there. So it always feels good. So, um, yeah, we've been, um, I guess people always like technical stuff. We've been on a like nine ish, 10 day cycle, um, of training where, we do three workouts in a, in one long run in that nine to 10 days, um, rather than the traditional, like two workouts in a long run over the course of seven days. So, um, yeah, workouts have been, uh, going great, um, feeling healthy and, and, um, that's a good feeling going into a big
0: race. So you had your last hard session. I want to say you told me it was like five days, days ago. It might've been a little different from that now. Um, tell me about what that was like, what your like, kind of your last real, like hard prep work is before the race, like this 10k.
1: Yeah. So, um, in general, people like to do like their last massive, not massive session, but their last really hard session, roughly 10 days out from a race. Um, sometimes it's nine, sometimes it's 11, sometimes it's 12. I don't think it matters too much, but, um, you want to give yourself enough time to, you know, hit this really hard effort and then recover and, and feel your legs under you, you know, reap the benefits of that workout by the time the race comes. So, um, we were down at university of Utah. It was a pretty hot day, which was a uh, good practice for running in the heat and, um, did a lot of, a lot of reps at, um, kind of like 5k ish pace, um, cutting down. Um, so kind of simulating the end of a race where, with three laps to go, you might squeeze it a little bit with two laps to go. You're going quicker. And then with a lap to go, you're really hitting the gas. So, um, yeah, I had some, uh, some 1200s in there, uh, running in the three O's, um, some eight hundreds, uh, sub two and, and then some quarters like, uh, pretty quick as well. So, um, feeling good. Um, that was a good confidence boost going into, into this race. And, um, yeah, the the team's looking good. We've got four Bowerman guys in this race, and I think uh, all of them are are pretty prepared to to do well. So
0: should be good. And guys, eight hundred sub two is not his five k pace. It's uh, it's not that far <laughs> away from it. True, 8, true. 8, okay, 8, okay, yeah. So so we
1: cut. Yeah, we we significantly cut down. Um, yeah, yeah. That would that would be well under world record pace. So I won't say that. But um, it was like five k ish to three k ish to fifteen hundred ish pace. Um, so yeah, a very good session. Um, nice to hit like a range of paces and, uh, nice to finish, you know, going quick too.
0: And last question about it. Cause I don't want to, you know, I, I know how your coach is with, with all the particular details. Is this, <laughs> is this a workout where you're super concerned with rest and recovery or is it more like, when you're ready to uh, making sure that you guys are ready to go to hit that faster stuff at the end, or is it still more about bouncing that aerobic? Cause obviously the 10 K you're six consecutive miles, but a difficulty right. of that workout, it's hard no matter what, but it's, it's what was, was it about that quality of the actual reps or was it about staying in a certain zone, um, for a long period of time?
1: Yeah. Um, the, the rest was not unlimited. Uh, unfortunately <laughs> the, the rest was, uh, very structured. So, um, you know, we were, we were going on the watch, like at very, very specific rest points, um, that workout, we were taking like three minutes rest, I think, uh, for most of the reps and up here at altitude, that's that, that goes by pretty quick. Um, but yeah, the, the rest is pretty structured in a way so that, you know, you're not, it's not full recovery. You're not a hundred percent going into each rep. You're still kind of breathing hard. Your legs are still feeling a bit heavier and heavier as you go. So, um, I would liken that workout to kind of like a 5k ish effort, um, where, um, yeah, it it would be like us racing a 5k, like 10, 12 days out from this race. Um, I, I'd say it was, it was a comparable idea to that. Um, so the rest was shortish, uh, in an attempt to like really get that lactate to, to build and, um, you know, you kind of have like your head spinning by the end. Um, so. This was uh, very similar to a workout that we did, uh, right before heading, um, heading off to, to Tokyo last year, um, very similar workout. And, um, I was quite pleased with the paces we were able to hit relative to last year. So, um, feeling, uh, feeling good.
0: That's always a promising sign. I feel like most of the time, especially in your like year to year progression, you see improvement on those paces from a previous year. Um, is that, what if you don't? Is that the type of thing where if this felt way harder than it did last year, how does that affect you moving forward or or something like that? Because we all have like bread and butter workouts you go to 10 days out from a race or if you, I mean, you know, similar type of things you do, we might do like back in high school, we'd do like three, four by mile sessions a season, like one at the beginning, one at the middle, one towards the end. And you'd always be like, yo, that felt way better. Or I closed that last mile harder. This is huge. But sometimes for whatever reason, whether you felt bad or maybe you're a little bit burnt or whatever the deal is, you don't have that positive stimulus of, of like the mental side. Hey, this was way easier. This was way faster. Um, I'm sure you have experienced that type of stuff, especially in your first couple of years, of uh, at Bowerman. How does, how does that kind of feel? How do you work through that?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I try to, whenever we do a similar workout to something we've done before, um, I try not to think of the paces, you know, before doing the workout the, the second time. Um, and then, you know, run the assigned paces. And if I look back and they're quicker, then it's a good confidence boost. If I look back and they're slower, then um, usually I'm kind of like, okay, different situation. Uh, the, the lead up was different, um, different time of the year, different track. It was windy, um, for example. It was so windy out there. Yeah, yeah, the wind. Um, you know, you try to rationalize it to yourself a little bit. Um, you know, just because you hit certain paces last year, and maybe you run slower this year in the exact same workout or similar workout that doesn't mean like you're washed or you should question <laughs> the system um i think uh yeah i i don't it's probably not great to look back um i mean it's I no guess i think it's a great
0: like, confidence booster It's yeah just, you do you get know, a confidence like, boost if it goes yeah, like better if it goes but, well
1: um you know sometimes it, it might not or you know maybe it was a different part of the year um I don't know. There, there's a lot of factors. So I I try not to get in my own head too much, but, uh, sometimes the curiosity gets the best of you and you look back at the log and you're like, you know, am, am I in as good of a place as I was last year? Um,
0: or is it better? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, It, you know, sometimes, sometimes you look at and you're like, oh shit, like maybe I'm, (laughs) maybe I'm behind, but, um, I found that usually it works out. Um, Mm -hmm. even if, uh, the paces aren't quite what you wanted, uh, the cumulative usually works out um, and that's where like trusting the system, trusting the coach, um, that stuff comes in.
0: So going into this Friday, you're going to get there on Wednesday evening. Um, you guys just plan post-race is to get back up to altitude because you've got the rest of the trials coming up in a month, um, which is probably not something you're thinking of at all, but is there um, and is part of your guys' plan. But going into this Friday and this 10K and an opportunity to make the world team um, for worlds to be held in mid to late July in the states for the first time. I think the first time in like North or South America is what I was reading for world championships. Obviously, Olympics have been held here. Um, opportunity to do it at Eugene in the new stadium. What's kind of home home turf for you as a like semi Oregon native? Now we don't we don't really know the terminology there. We've had yeah. multiple episodes about where home is for Grant. Um, there's obviously the big, like you know, philosophical, like that'd be really hype aspects of it. But in your approach to this race and this 10k, um, I want to hear from you about not just what you expect, but how you plan to deal with what's really going to be like racing for the first time, not just in a couple months, but non time trial racing for the first time, and really since like pre Fontaine in the Diamond League last year. Um, not that you maybe need all that experience and. I promise you that running twelve fifty ish doesn't like hurt your ability to run tactical races too. Um, but I want to hear what you're thinking about that with the race. You know, not going to be paced. Uh, it probably won't be super slow, but it also won't be. There also might be people around you later on than what you're used to in these time trials, where it's just been you and Mo, or just you and a couple guys up there. So walk me through that and kind of your overall thoughts on how this race might go and how you're going to plan for it.
1: Yeah. Um, you're right. This, like I mentioned a, a bit earlier, you know, we had our chase times part of the season and now we're on our, uh, racing championship, racing part of the season. Um, one nice thing about those, those time trial style races were, um, you know, I was racing people at the end still. Um, you know, it wasn't just me and pacers out there or anything. You know, I had, I was up against the defending Olympic silver medalist and, yeah. um, I raced, uh, you know, indoors racing, Mark, he went on to get a bronze medal at world indoors just a few weeks later. Um, so, so I'm still racing, uh, at the end and you're still in that kind of race mindset at the end. Um, the difference now will be the, the first 90% of the race will be different where, you know, you're looking at each other, you know, you're not, uh, you know, just getting in line and shutting your mind off. Um, you have to be thinking and watching guys and, seeing where moves are made and stuff. So, um, yeah, just have to switch the brain on, um, a little bit earlier and, uh, be aware of body positioning and, um, the tactics and everything. So, um, all those things, like I said, we've raced so many times that those things are very natural now. Um, I don't really feel the need too much to, to have like, a, a championship race rust bust type thing, if that makes sense. Um, like i i think i'm i'm well prepared to hop into this and and get into the race mode um so yeah i'm uh excited ready to go um it'll be you know a, a little different um lining up and then watching uh the pre-classic uh you know that or, well there'll be some races that evening and then the next morning um, our, our coach is uh strict on the get back to altitude as soon as possible train so Flight is out, uh, Saturday morning or Saturday at like 1 PM, I think. Um, so can't watch the rest of pre, (laughs) which, uh, I'm a little bummed about because there'll be some good races and my teammates will be racing. But, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is the beginning of championship season. Um, we've had a big push to this and, uh, this kicks it off. Um, kind of crazy how quick the year goes, man. It doesn't feel like that long ago. Uh, I was lining up for the trials last year, so. Um, so this will be good.
0: Yeah. And I would say this is kind of the last thing about that is like in a very different headspace too. um, similar headspace, I guess. I don't mean very different in the sense it's not like you weren't preparing really hard or focused on the job or any of that before, but with what you've been able to do in the last like calendar year, it really, you know, I mean, it, Going into a race like this trial, it's certainly not anything that you need to scoff at. It's going to be a very difficult race for you to run, but I don't know. I mean, I think we've talked about it a little bit, but we had a chance to interview Elise um, Cranny earlier on in this year, and she was talking about her kind of shift in perspective having made it to the Olympics and seeing where the world's best were, and I know that that's something that you've also kind of personally gone through in the last year, also training with someone like Mo, who's you know, a world silver medalist or Mark, who's got that bronze now from indoor. Um, it, I I wouldn't, I'm not going to ask you to be like, yeah, it makes the trial. It's just, just a, an easy thing to get through because they're certainly not. But I do feel like even compared to last year, there might be a different sense about like doing your job and executing and knowing what you're capable of within that race. Do you feel increased confidence after last year? Or is this still something where it's kind of all or nothing? We'll see what I got.
1: Um, yeah, I, would say my confidence is much higher than it was last year. Um, I've, I've raced at this level before I've raced a few more 10 Ks now and, um, I kind of have a better feel for myself at this distance. And, um, I'd say with that comes, uh, a bit more confidence than last year. Um, but you know, like you said, this is nothing to look past. Um, the U S is very, very strong right now in the distances and, um, anything can happen on a day. Um, you know, there, there's no point in, in, um, counting places before they happen or, um, you know, yeah, looking past this in any way, um, this is going to be really hard. Um, and I'm preparing myself for that. And, um, I know I have, uh, some very good guys to race against and I know they're going to bring out the best in me. So, um, I think, uh, I think the mindset is a little different, um, i I'll still get very nervous for this race. Um, it's the U S championships. Um, this is, uh, this is a big one. Um, and of course there's, uh, you know, the world championships that I would love to get to this summer. And, um, I have goals there, but in order to get to those, I, I need to perform this weekend. And, um, that's something that I want to put a hundred percent focus into. So, um, yeah, that that's kind of the mindset now. Last year, the mindset was a bit more um, a bit more reactionary, I'd say. Like I, my confidence was was good, but I'd only raced um 10k at that point, and I, I didn't really know um, what to expect out of myself. I I really wanted to make the Olympic team, and that was something weighing on my shoulders. Um, and uh, you know, to to make the team was a dream come true, and to race at the Olympics, change my perspective on what, what was possible for me. And, um, I hope to, to only take the positives from that going into this year. So, um, hopefully this kicks off, a, a, a good summer. Um, and, uh, yeah, I expect it to be pretty, pretty challenging. So gotta get the mind revved up.
0: That's awesome. Well, you are prepared. Uh, we were talking before we went live fresh cut just yesterday for those of you watching on the youtube channel who's, yeah. who's the barber in park city who gave you the fade um
1: drove down to salt lake actually for this cut uh yesterday um, it's, not, it's not
0: something you can just get in park city that makes sense yeah
1: <laughs> yeah sh- yeah shout out to um cutthroat barbershop down in uh salt lake city um, badass, so got a got a nice cut um always nice to to you know feel light and, uh, ready to go before these races, a little, little aerodynamic, uh, uh, haircut is always good. So, um, yeah, man, look good, feel good. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's race time.
0: Yeah. I mean, so Woody's got the arm sleeves. I feel like you often have the fresh cut right before the race, but is there anything else that you're (laughs) hoping to bring to the trials, um, Friday and also this next month that can kind of be like, Here's Grant's signature thing. Because I feel like you've earned the right, if you wanted mm. to have a signature thing, to have a signature thing. And I'm not talking something so, you know, grandiose and, and overdone as like a finish line celebration. I just, is there, is there anything that you're going to be rocking? Maybe that's something just to think on um, moving, moving forward. I know it's not exactly your style, but you could, you could have some sort of thing. Maybe it's yelling half step pod. Like when you, you <laughs> I don't, I don't know yeah. exactly what it, what it would be, but. But different different options here for sure. Have you have you. I'm sure you've given that a lot of thought uh, in this last month or So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's been weighing heavy on me. Um, yeah, it would be kind of cool to have a thing. Um, should yeah, you should get a like, you should thing. What? Is, is the arm sleeves? Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I feel like Lopez thing is also the arm do.
0: sleeves. Um,
1: Lopez's arm sleeves and his his necklace. His necklace yep. with the uh, the stallion on it. Yeah, Which I feel is, like that's kind of his thing. And just being completely ripped. Yeah, Lopez's uh, thing, thing is just ridiculous um,
0: abs. And
1: but arms. yeah, I don't know. I have to put some thought into it. Yeah, maybe um, a signature thing would be cool. I feel like I would want it to be more organic than like trying to come up with what's my what's my shtick gonna be, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you want it's like
0: well, you want it to be connected to something. I maybe mean, I don't know. You you probably got some superstitions or something. maybe just like bring something to the forefront. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just hey, I'm just saying. You have like high school distance running in america like at your at your attention if if you want to if you want to start a thing um we'll 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 have to we'll have to brainstorm more in in the coming days before the trials to really to really iron it out it might be it might be a type of thing that you know you got to really you got to really sleep on once you once you think of it or it could be something that mid-race you're just you're feeling it and and you do it maybe there's like an arm movement or something like that that's grant's thing so so we'll see. Yeah, like I, I would hope
1: that it comes organically and then I look back and be like, oh, maybe I'll just do that again. Like, yeah. whether it's like, I don't know. I guess some, what was his name? Didn't Dwayne Solomon used to wear like uh sunglasses a lot? That was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, um, which was
0: sick. And then like even, then then like the guys who wear it like even at night or something. It's yeah, like, yeah, you that's, don't need to, but you the, do. The thing
1: is, if you do stuff like that, like you kind of have to win at whatever event or race. This like you can't be the guy wearing sunglasses at night and not run well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) look, that's why I feel like you've earned a thing. I feel like even (laughs) on like, I feel like you're going to be, I'm not saying win. I'm just saying like, you're going to be solid. You're going to be competing. You've, you've been consistent now, you know, like we're going to be around that. The the concern with obviously doing a thing just organically is it could look lame as hell. And, (laughs) And that, and that's, and that's something that, that you bring in as a risk that you might think looks sick as hell, but in actuality is lame as hell. and, that line can sometimes be a very fine margin. Now winning and then doing a thing typically comes off pretty solid no matter what you do, but it's just, it's just a, it's just a risk. I mean, I feel like that might be a direction It seems like you want to take it and that's cool, but just, you know, it's a risk. You have to have something to think about for the first like 20 laps of the race. (laughs) So (laughs) no, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to be giving everyone too much bulletin board material that grants dreaming of, of his thing or celebration um mid-race but i know it's been weighing on you i'm glad that we brought it up if people have suggestions for grant's thing i can almost guarantee he won't use them but we will read them um yeah and we could we could talk about them too so if anyone's got ideas remember when galen did like the baseball bat swing
1: baseball bat was cool i mean he had the um the tape on him his arms and the and nasal stuff. strip i, I think he, that was he brought nasal
0: hair. strips like into the fold it's like let's wear these during races guys
1: yeah nasal strip he had the uh, pollen mask at one point he had the Which jersey was that was all cut up uh, i feel like he had like some very unique things but never like super consistently like doing one over the other you know his uh, thing
0: was his thing was having the things his thing was like i'm gonna do yeah. like i'm gonna a different thing i'm gonna cut holes because it's gonna help no matter how it looks and like i feel like that's in itself like that was galen's thing it's like i'm gonna like altitude proof my house like that's that's what he's you know he's gonna get those margins so that that was, that was kind of galen's thing i feel like nasal strip made sense for him if you rock a nasal strip i mean you can i'm not saying don't and i'm not hating on nasal strips generally i've used them before but you know it might it might be perceived differently i don't know we'll figure we'll, we'll figure out something to do
1: yeah maybe i mean Yeah. You, you can brainstorm my thing. Maybe I'll, I'll focus on, uh, on,
0: on racing. (laughs) I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that burden. I'll, I'll take that load um, on me. Don't, you don't worry about it. I'll, I'll just, I'll hit you up be like, do this and and we'll see what happens. But yeah. Um, no, I'm just, I'm excited for you, man. Uh, it's going to be a good week. Hopefully, uh, we'll definitely have a recap. Uh, we are obviously sorry for the additional hiatus here. Like Grant said in the beginning, things have been hectic it's been heavy training you've been tired i've been grinding as well um yeah it's it's exciting though we knew we had to get a little preview up in before we actually started uh or i guess you actually lined up here for this 10k on friday so uh, anything else you want to add before before we kind of call this one and talk to you guys next week um
1: yeah nothing major um we'll go through our standard uh um, race week stuff, um, which usually consists of a bit of a taper, um, uh, a light pre-meat workout where you just kind of feel good, you know, maybe one run, one rep at, uh, approximately race pace. And then everything else is just kind of fluff. Um, you know, there's no substance to it. It's, it's too late to get fit really. Um, it's just about feeling as good as possible, um, come race day. So, um. Yeah. The, the taper time always feels good. Um, you know, the butterflies start to come and, uh, you know, try to harness that, that nervous energy into excitement and, um, you know, turn it into a a good performance. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for for this one for, for me and my team and, um, hope you guys are able to watch. I think it's on NBC. Um, uh, unless something weird has changed. As far as I know, um, they
0: have rights to pre and the trials. So yeah. it's almost certainly on NBC or yeah. So def- yeah, it, 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 that'll be in main NBC. You think?
1: Uh, not sure. It might be one of the Peacock, uh, type things or NBC SN, I guess, yeah, I guess we'll NBC see.
0: sports. Maybe. Um,
1: there's also some cool races Friday night. I believe after our race, um, uh, world record attempt in the 5k, um, although I've been hearing mixed things on whether or not it's going to end up being a world record attempt or just a very fast 5k, uh, other, either way, uh, that'll be exciting. Um, the next day you've got another loaded, uh, meet pre-classic. Um, it'll be super entertaining. So, um, great weekend for track. Um, hopefully we can, uh, kick it off and, uh, have some fun.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, but if it's not a world record in the five, then I'm, <laughs> you can, you can know. Uh, yeah. It sounds like it's gonna be really funny. Pre is always, really fast, uh, up and down uh, every event, really far, really high. I'm doing the jumps now um, and the throws. So it, it'll be uh, it'll be an awesome watch, kicked off by you in the town on Friday. And we will have full recap for you guys next week on the Half-Step Pod. Um, thank you all for listening. I know it's been another brief break here, but uh, Grant and I are always glad when we can jump on the mics uh, and talk. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, and we'll catch you next time on the Half-Step Pod.
1: Yeah, thanks guys. Talk to you next week.